Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the As I See It podcast here today with another episode of Barca Base and here to bring you the match review and reaction from Sunday evening's La Liga action as Barcelona faced Real Sociedad away from home. And well, what a a victory, what a performance it was coming away with a 6-1 win. Goal for Real Sociedad coming uh, from Berenchea um, and then six goals from Barcelona, one from Antoine Griezmann, two from Serginho Dez. Two from Lionel Messi and one from Ousmane Dembele. Quite the evening it was and a beautiful, beautiful display of football in many ways. But before we delve into the nitty gritty of the game, before we speak about the tactical analysis that I have managed to conjure up from watching today's game, uh, let's go through the Barcelona lineup. And this was the way Ronald Koeman decided to set up. We saw Marc-Andre Tristegen in goal, no shock there. We saw Oscar Mingueza, Frankie De Jong and Clement Longley as the back three. Um, and then we saw Jordi Alba on the left and Serginio Dest on the right. Nothing... Uh, out of the ordinary there then we saw Pedri in the middle and uh, alongside him was Sergio Busquets uh, before we had a upfront trio of Ousmane Dembele uh, Lionel Messi and Antoine Griezmann Uh, Dembele Again, being used as that that man to run in behind, run the channels um, and exploit um, his pace uh, within this game. And then Messi and, and Griezmann sat a lot deeper. Griezmann and Messi both often in their own half and uh, especially Griezmann helping out on um, many of the defensive plays as we've come to see uh, him do <laughs> in every game, really. He, he contributes um, a lot to the defence, often far more than he does to the attack, which is, well, it can be very frustrating. But today we came away with a 6-1 victory and Griezmann did get on the scoreboard as well as Messi and Antoine Griezmann, uh, sorry, and Ousmane Dembele, the front three, they're all getting on the scoreboard. In fact, Messi also got an assist um, and uh, and uh, yeah quite an evening uh, speaking of the lineup uh, you know I was pretty content with it the one thing I do not like is uh, seeing Frankie de Jong in the mid- in the in the defense for me we miss so much by not having him in the midfield um, I thought today we had su- such a lack of stability in the midfield um, from our actual midfielders if you will a lot of the time it was our attackers dropping into midfield to start the plays but we actually missed uh, De Jong in there because he's such a workhorse he commands that midfield really well um, and with Pedri and, and Busquets, often that isn't the case uh, in terms of, you know, Busquets was caught out on a number of occasions, sometimes too high up the field. Uh, and then Pedri hasn't quite had that cutting edge to his game in the past few uh, games. Uh, whether it, it may be from tiredness, I think that's very possible. Um, and I think Coman can afford to uh, slot in Ricky Pooch there or uh, Elish uh, Moriba, but he, he opts not to. Um, but I do think Pedri has been overworked and I think that's starting to show in his performances not that he still doesn't put out a, a 6, 7 out of 10 every every game nonetheless um, but I do think that that is a change that we need to see uh, made sometimes. Coman not doing it today and now we go into um, 
international duty where Pedri has been called up by the Spanish national side, which is, I mean, major for Pedri at such a young age. So super happy and proud of him for that. But again, that will mean that he doesn't get the rest that he, he really needs and deserves. And of course, we have tough fixtures. I mean, every game until the end of the season has to be treated like the, the toughest of fixtures if we want to you know, do anything in, in denting um, Atleti's title charge. You know, we have to be, we, we can't really put a foot wrong. Um, but yeah, I think we do need to see Pedri rested more. Um, ultimately, I just didn't see that stability in the mid, midfield. I think often it was being by, bypassed far too easily, not just from um, the standpoint of the opposition getting through our midfield easily, but in terms of... Uh, us building up through the midfield it felt a, a little non-existent at times um, but what I will see it say is uh, Komen has majorly majorly improved our play off of the ball the way that we press now is far better than it was a, a few months back um, we win the ball back often far uh, quicker than we did and there's just uh, there's more of aggression to our, our manner in which we try and regain possession. So that is super, super good to see. We had two birthday boys in the squad today as well, of course. Uh, Jordi Alba, whose birthday it was, Antoine Griezmann as well, and uh, the boss himself, Ronald Koeman. So it was pivotal that we gave them the birthday present that they needed uh, in, 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 in the form of three glorious points and uh, continuing to keep the pressure on Atleti and Real as well. Um, and we certainly did that with, with a 6-1 victory away from home from the team that has the sixth best defense this season in Europe. I mean, wow. Listen, they didn't pose much of um, an attacking threat. Uh, and I think you have to credit Barcelona with that a little bit, but I think more so you have to look at... Um, you have to look at... You have to look at Bars. Um, sorry, Real Sociedad. I don't think they posed enough of a threat in, in front of goal uh, in this game. I think they had a bit of an off game, but that's not to take away from Barcelona. Um, but listen, we'll speak about that in more detail as we go through the game. So let's do that. Starting off, of course, uh, at the very beginning. And um, it was very odd, I thought, actually, uh, as the game started, the the rotation of the players occupying uh, their positions in the 3-5-2 formation. I mean, the formation did change uh, a little bit over the course of the game sometimes, um, but in terms of the three especially the three defenders, the three at the back, that changed on multiple occasions. Mingueta often was getting forward... Um, uh, as well as long lay actually at times um, so I think what we saw most commonly was back three of Busquets, De Jong and long lay for me I just don't think Mingueta needs to go forward in, in that uh, formation um, and within that system I think it's just it's unnecessary when you have Dest very advanced on that right hand side and, and pretty much doing no defensive uh duties as well as Jordi Alba um, uh, so I just don't think there's any need for Longley or Mingueta to, to go forward and what is worrying is we are sometimes getting caught out when they jump out and go to the ball try and make the tackle early if they don't make that tackle early then we have you know De Jong back if anyone else uh, and then um we have problems. We don't have enough defenders and uh, we are suddenly broken on. But that has been a common theme with Barcelona throughout the, well, 
throughout time, <laughs> really. Uh, but yeah, I just I don't think it's necessary to see players come out of that back three uh, and try and venture forward. I don't think uh, it's necessary or really uh, a positive attribute. Um, what I did notice, though, is it was Longley and Mingueta that either went forward or stayed back dependent on what the other one did. So if Mingueta went forward, Longley stayed back. If Longley was going forward, Mingueta would stay back. Um, and that was the way it was. But early on, the big man between the sticks, uh, Mark andre to Spider-Man, was called upon early as Frankie De Jong was de- um, dispossessed far too easily um, by Isak, and Isak was just barreling towards goal uh, off of that left uh, wing um, coming uh, and... and taking his shot which ultimately wasn't good enough I think he should score uh, but the man to make the save of course is Tristegan and such an important save these I mean there were two moments in the first half where he was called upon to make saves and he made them both uh, and that really is the difference um, and can make all of the difference you know what happens if we go 1-0 down in this game you know it's a completely different game confidence can you know just goes straight to Sociedad and they start playing differently. That is the likelihood. Um, And we could have seen a different result tonight, especially if they go a goal ahead and they have the sixth best defence in the whole of Europe. That changes their game plan. That means they sit back more. You know, they they make it far more difficult for us to break through through them instead of, you know, if we go 1-0 up and they need to look for a goal. So we cannot overlook the importance of Ter Stegen, not just in this game, but throughout the whole season. I say it time and time again because he deserves all the plaudits and all the credit. He really, really does. But to speak about Frankie De Jong uh, for one moment and how he was dispossessed in that play, I just feel we miss so much with him out of the midfield and in the defence. And we don't, you know, we miss so much without of without him in the midfield and we don't gain enough with him in the defense and I was kind of shocked to see him put in there as the defender when we did see Arajo in the squad back from injury it could have just been a precaution and they didn't want him to play the full 90 and they would instead rather bring him on later in the game I think that's very possible but it'll be interesting to see what our next uh, lineup is or who Coleman decides to, to put in because Frankie's not going to come out the team so he's probably going to be moved in the midfield and then you have to sacrifice one of the, the three up top either Messi Ousmane Dembele or Antoine Griezmann um, and out of those three, it's probably looking like it's going to be Griezmann that will be sacrificed. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who he sacrifices um, for the sake of this formation, really. Um, so, so yeah, I just feel like we don't gain enough with him in the defence. And he's there to do a job and he does that job uh, for, the, for the most part very well. Um, but I don't want players to be in positions just for them to fill those positions. I want them to be in those positions to shine in the positions. Um, so I personally feel De Jong must return to the midfield. And if that means sacrificing Griezmann, so be it. You know, I just think truly he doesn't offer enough to warrant not dropping out of the squad um, ahead of De Jong when he's in the midfield. That's my personal opinion. You may disagree. That's absolutely fine. I'd love to hear about that though. So if you head over to Instagram, you can follow my Barca-based Instagram account um, in which we talk all things Barcelona and you'll see some cool, exciting, new and original graphic content as well as my opinions uh, on things. There'll be polls, quizzes, the whole nine and uh, I'm going to start doing some Instagram live soon. So it's definitely worth 
worth checking out. The Instagram handle is at Barca Base Official. That's at Barca Base Official. If you want to go check it out, please do. And we can interact. I can hear your thoughts. You can hear mine. And it'll be a good way to stay connected in between the podcast episodes. So head over to Barca Base Official if that is up your street. Um, moving on. Listen, the defense was looking vulnerable at times in that first half. Um, I think a little bit it was a game of two halves although we scored two goals in the first half um, we really came alive in the second we were playing far better football the first half our defence looked shaky it looked vulnerable when Sociedad asked questions and they didn't ask questions all that often which almost made it more worrying in, in a sense um, the attack wasn't quite clicking in that in that first 30 minutes uh, and our midfield was being bypassed um as it looked like we just lacked substance there. We lacked a strong, imposing midfield uh, in that first half. Uh, and I think really throughout the, the whole game, actually. Um, and that could be to do with this new f- formation. It doesn't really warrant that or it isn't conducive to that with the 3-5-2. We end up seeing more play go down the wings. Um and, and, you know, that may make it seem like the midfield is being bypassed more. Uh, you know, growing up watching Barcelona, who'd always use a 4-3-3, uh, three, three, um, you know, you see more of a stable midfield and more of a structured approach to that midfield. Whereas in this system, it often looks like it isn't quite up to, uh, up, you know, just up to the standard that you'd hope. Um, but listen, maybe that's just me having to adjust to a different system, although I do feel as though it was being bypassed too often. Um, and with just the two midfielders in there, in Busquets and Pedri, we looked a little light there in midfield and I didn't feel like we could fully control the game. Um, but then we managed to head and we managed to go ahead and get the goal. And it was a messy to Alba combination that we've seen time and time again. Jordi Alba puts the cross in uh, for Dembele, who shoots, but it's saved and it ricochets perfectly into the path of birthday boy Antoine Griezmann, who fires it home to make it 1 0 against his former club. Um, you know, great to see him get on the get on the scoreboard always good for a striker to score in terms of their confidence and the fact that it's his birthday it's a nice little treat for him there uh Personally, I think Dembele should have scored really first um, in in the first uh, occasion. Um, but either way, we managed to go 1-0 up and that was the important thing. So 1-0 to Barca and we move on. But straight after, it's to Stegen to the rescue once more as he saves us again after he misplaced uh, a pass, actually, in this occasion. He tried to play out from the back and this time... Uh, it didn't work quite as well, um, but I've said it before and I'll, I'll say it again. Stegen is the gift that keeps keeps on giving for, for, for Barcelona and, and his importance cannot be overlooked. If he hadn't made those two big saves in the first half, the first one from Isak there and the second one, I'm not sure who it was, but it was after the play in which he misplaced the, the pass, it would be 2-2 going into halftime. Instead, we're 2-0 up and that makes all the difference. But I've said it before and I'll say it again. Despite winning 6-1, the defense is not good enough yet. It's not. We just aren't being fully tested. And that's why when we come against a Euro- uh, come up against a European giant in, you know, whether it be PSG, Liverpool, whoever it is over the years, we see that we're being caught out far too many times. Today, Real Sociedad, although having the sixth best defense in Europe, in Europe, they didn't really test us today. Um, and that has some credit has to go for Bar- to Barcelona for that, of course. But I didn't feel as though they really 
they really were in their in their stride today, um, and I feel as though that means that we're in a, for a rude awakening when we come up against a team that is going to throw the kitchen sink at our defence. That's just my personal opinion, but I think it's easy to get carried away um, and think that we're looking like one of the best teams in the world until we go ahead and play a heavy hitter and they actually test out our defence that then looks once more catastrophic um so that's my opinion on that listen i just don't feel like we were fully tested today um and that's the way it is anyway we went went ahead and added a second goal uh to the game it was serginio desk that made it 2-0 after a brilliant finish and after Lionel messi had the ball draw uh, drew all the defenders into him and he was waiting until the last minute just to release dest in the optimum amount of space it's smart and clever play by uh uh, none other than Lionel Messi. Um, and he does just that, draws all the defenders in, um, creates the space uh, for, or creates more space for Dest, in which he plays the ball to him and he arrows it home. Great low driven shot with his right foot into the bottom left hand corner of the net. And that made it 2 0 at the half, uh, giving us the advantage heading, heading into the second half. Um, but I still felt as though the performance wasn't good enough then. We hadn't quite clicked. Uh, there were a few moments of us clicking but overall as as you know throughout the first 45 minutes I didn't feel like we were quite in that stride and that was until we hit the second half in which everything changed and we took complete command of the game unbelievable uh start to the second half as Jordi Alba the other birthday boy just made a goal just I mean so much credit has to go to this play from Jordi Alba he rounds his man very very smartly uh, and uses his pace and his ability to get round him um, you know to the benefit of Barcelona as he then plays the ball in and Serginio Des helps himself to another making it 3-0 to Barcelona Serginio Des with two goals one before the half and one just after it um, so I mean listen great to see Serginio Des getting um, getting the goals in and, and, and he has been improving little by little Coman has been quite um i think some fans would say harsh on him you know not giving him perhaps the confidence that people thought he deserved especially after he started his barcelona career in the first few games with some very good performances notably the one against real madrid even though we lost he was one of if not the standout player uh from the barcelona side in that game but this new system seems to be benefiting him a lot. He isn't required to do a lot of defensive work. And I think that's why Jordi Alba is shining as well. Jordi Alba's attacking play often is very good. You know, uh, in the final third, he can be very clinical. He's added goals actually to his game now, but also the, his passing and link up with Messi, of course, is what he's known for. But it doesn't require a lot of defensive uh, work from the, the two uh, wing backs which I think is just making them look better. They're both extremely attacking. Um, and by alleviating that defensive duty, it just makes them look 10 times better. Um, and listen, I'm super happy for, for Dest. That's going to do him the world of good and see him bag two goals and look like he wanted to go for the hat trick. I mean, he was having the game of his life. He had the passing in his game, the skills and the shooting all to match. Um, and, you know, he really looked like he wanted the hat trick after, uh, after getting that second goal. His confidence was soaring and so was the rest of the Barcelona team to be fair uh, and the floodgates open right after that third goal we, we added a fourth to the mix it was a beautiful ball from Busquets how many times have I said this man's passing from a deep line position is unparalleled 
it's it's so good. It's so good. Once more, he unlocks an entire Real Sociedad defense with a single pass that crosses zip codes. Um, and it falls perfectly, perfectly weighted into the path of Lionel Messi, who does not miss or squander the opportunity and makes it 4-0 to Barcelona. Barcelona 4 to the good. And uh, it's looking like we are roller coasting um, against uh, against La Real here today. Um yeah, I mean, couldn't be happier the way we started that second half and added two goals to the game instantly, really. Um, and and then fr- from then on, you you know, we'd won the game and it was smooth sailing. But one player I wanted to touch on, uh, I know I spoke about him a little bit more and and the kind of impact that tiredness I think is having on his performances as of late. Sorry, is the maestro in midfield, Pedri. One thing I want to see him improve on is is him taking responsibility in that final third to go go for it for goal himself you know whether that be shooting or taking on a man and having a shot just to have the confidence in him to do that because if he adds that to his game if he becomes a bit more of like a Phil Foden type player in the sense of him adding the goals to the game you know really being effective in the final third in terms of being the player to make that final pass get in a position where he can just have a little square ball um, uh, that he has to pass in order to for someone to score you know just really driving and looking for that goal if he adds goal to a game to his game uh, we're going to see his his market value soar even more it was 6 million at the start of the season it's now up to 70 million that is quite the impact for a player that many pl- people did not know about um, prior to signing for Barcelona from Las Palmas. So, I mean, unbelievable season he's having. I do think he needs a bit of rest. He's not going to get it this uh, international break as he's been called up by Luis Enrique uh, for the, the Spanish national side. But, uh, I mean, uh, what, a, what a season this guy's having ultimately. And if he can add goals to the mix, wow. Well, I mean, we're talking about what a player. What a player. We also saw Ousmane Dembele running the lines, uh, especially in that second half. Uh, and Lionel Messi found him brilliantly on one occasion. And Dembele finished it expertly as well. But it was ruled offside for the slightest of margins. But that is the way it is with uh, the implementation of VAR in today's football. But the danger you have present with the pace of Dembele, who's playing on the shoulder of the defender, waiting uh, for the opportunity where someone's going to play him in um, and he's able to get in behind the, the defence. And he, there's no defender in the world that has the pace to catch him when he when he gets on his bike and starts pedalling. Um, so that's... That, that danger is always there. And, uh, well, we saw it happen once more. Instead, he wasn't played through. This time he picked it up and decided to take matters into his own hands. Um, his finishing was much better today than we've seen it, but the consistency needs to be there. It was good today. It's been bad before, so we need to have a consistent run of good uh, good shooting in front of goal. But today, he took matters into his own hands after having a goal ruled offside and uh, weaved in and out of players brilliantly before arrowing it with his left foot into the bottom right-hand corner of the goal to make it 5-0. And we were running absolute riot. And I really don't know what Coleman said to the team at halftime, but wow, I mean... A much better performance in the second 45 than it was in the first. An absolute pleasure, pleasure to see uh, so many men getting on the uh, scoreboard. It really, really was. 
Then we saw La Real peg one back, and it came through Baren. Oh, goodness, this is a d- difficult name to pronounce. I believe it's Barenchea. Um, there's an X in that name, so I believe it's Barenchea. Let me know if I'm I'm wrong. I, I could be, and if I am, apologies to uh, Barenchea. <laughs> but he scored a brilliant, brilliant goal to make it five one. There was nothing Stegen could do about that one. Um, it's a shame he won't get the clean sheet, but ultimately. As I said, there was no stopping that one. It was a brilliant, brilliant finish by Barenchea. And uh, I mean, yeah, just well deserved from 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 that bit of individual play there from him. Uh, but then we saw uh, a couple of changes. We saw Dembele make way for Braithwaite, um, Ricky Pooch and... Uh, who who came on? Uh, Ricky Puch and Trincao came on as well, uh, as well as Arajo who came in as well. Um, and then finally, to cap off what was an amazing night away from home for Barcelona, we added a sixth goal to the miss and, uh, mix, and it and it came in the most vintage Barcelona fashion of all of the goals. Uh, it was pass and move, pass and move all the way until the final shot. And Ricky Pooch, best believe, was involved in it as he played a perfectly weighted ball into the path of Jordi Alba, who pulls it back for Lionel Messi. And we've seen this time and time again. Messi puts it into the bottom left-hand corner, in off the post, in fact. Um, And that was a beautiful, beautiful way to finish off a beautiful, beautiful night for FC Barcelona as we keep... The pressure on Atleti, only four points behind them. They were, I mean, goodness me, they were close to dropping points today as uh, they faced Alaves at home. But Alaves got a penalty in the 86th minute. Um, but Oblak, Jano Black was there and managed to make the save. Unfortunately for us, uh, for us, sorry, José Lu was unable to capitalise on that Unbelievable opportunity to take points away from the league leaders once more. It was Luis Suarez's goal in the 54th minute that did enough to see out the victory for Atletico de Madrid um, in in uh, a home game at the Wanda Metropolitano. And ultimately, they managed to uh, get the three points today as well. But 28 games played from Atleti, Barca and Real Madrid. Atleti on 66 points, four points behind are Barcelona with 62 and uh, six points behind the league leaders, Real Madrid find themselves on 60 points, two behind Barcelona. So that is how the top three are shaping up. No point to mention Sevilla in fourth, who are, uh, well, they're 11 points off of the top spot. So they're not really uh, in the conversation uh, at the moment unless they manage to do the most unlikely thing of all the, the top four teams there. But uh, listen, we head into an international break now, if I can speak, in, a, in not a bad fashion, really, coming off the back of a 6-1 win. Um, so it'll be, be interesting to see how, how our players perform on international duty. I think that'll be good. Hopefully we're, we can see the likes of Pedri um, playing well on his first senior call-up for for, um, for Barcelona and our next game will actually be on Monday the 5th of April as we face Real Valladolid um, at home Real Valladolid currently in 16th position on 27 points this is a game that we have to be winning you know they've had two draws in their past uh, five home games one two three four five no sorry they've had one, two, three. They've had four draws and one loss in their last six La Liga games. 
Um, so, I mean, that if we're going to win one, that, that should be one of the games that we win. But they did just have a draw against a, a severe side in fourth position. So they are capable of uh, getting a result on their day and we can't let their day be against Barcelona. As I said, 5th of April, our next La Liga game against Real Valladolid, in which we must get three points. We have to be foot, foot perfect. Um, we can't we can't misplace any steps um, as we see out the La Liga campaign if we want to be in with a chance of um, of of uh, of winning it. I mean, we just have to hope that uh, Athleti slip and uh, we we just don't ultimately, uh, and that is. Before we face one one of the toughest games uh, of the final the final uh, games of our season against Real Madrid away from home on the tenth of April, um, that that you know that's the one that we we certainly have to win if we want to um, you know have any chance of winning La Liga. But listen, for now it's an international break. Hopefully our players can uh, perform well there continue uh having confidence i think it's a good moment to take a break from uh from the 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 barca side they can you know kind of regroup with their their national side and um you know it's been going so well for barcelona it's good to take a break come back regroup and go again um it's unfortunate that the majority of players won't get a bit of rest but that is the way it is when you're a professional footballer and you're good and you're playing at the top level of football but ultimately listen a great evening uh, as we bagged a 6-1 win away from home against Real Sociedad, leaving us four points behind league leaders Atletico heading into the final games of this La Liga campaign. That's been everything from me for this podcast today, guys. I really hope you've enjoyed it. I've been your host, Gabriel Rodriguez, and I'll catch you in the next one. Peace.